What's going on, guys? You are listening to the Lens Culture Photography Podcast, hosted by myself, Jonathan Pajak. And I just want to let you guys know the purpose of this podcast is to help all of you guys, photographers, videographers in this awesome industry, grow your business. That is the main purpose here. If you want to access anything I reference in this episode, be sure to head down to the show notes of the episode for additional information. Enough talking. Let's get right into it. Happy Friday, guys. It is a late week for me to be posting. Usually I try to get my podcast episode up by Wednesday, but just got busy this week with shoots and trying to get editing done. Um, So we're getting it done on on Friday, Friday morning, afternoon for you guys, but I'm actually recording this on a Thursday. Um, But basically, guys, we're going to talk about today everybody's favorite topic in the world, um, Instagram, uh, and kind of like what I'm personally doing to grow my Instagram in 2020 uh, to, you know, make it more, I don't want to just say popular. I want to say um, having a larger following on Instagram is what it does for you on a client basis is, you know, they can, people can say, oh, my wedding photographer has 5,000 followers on Instagram or, oh, this person has 10,000 followers on Instagram. So he must be good with, you know, creating content. It's just validation, honestly. So I want to say validation more so, but Let's just get right into it, guys. Kind of go over some key talking points that I have here um, that I want to mention today and kind of what I'll be doing and see maybe if you guys are doing any of these already or what you maybe want to implement. So let's just hop right into it. Um, So I just want to start off by saying by no means am I a um, Instagram guru. Okay, like if you look at my account, I am sub 1,000 followers right now. Um, My goal, personal goal, like, and I think this is crucial for you guys too. I think that you should always be setting personal goals. But for me, guys, my personal goal in 2020, and I'm being a little bit optimistic, I think here is I want to hit somewhere between the 1K to 1500 range. Like I'd love to fall somewhere in there with organic growth or ad growth included. And I'll touch on the ads a little bit later. Um, But honestly, based on a lot of my research and other creators and seeing what other people are doing, um, I think that growing your Instagram in 2020 is going to be a little bit different than what we are used to in the past. I know everybody always references the, you know, the algorithm and stuff like that, but honestly, it's, it is constantly changing as much as they say that, but it, it is constantly changing. And this is kind of what I'll be doing moving forward in 2020. So hopefully this can help you out. So first thing I want to touch on is, um, basically the posting frequency guys. So I think back in the day when the old algorithm was in and also like just social media people like YouTubers and stuff like this, tell you all the time, like, post, 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 more opportunities for people to see your stuff, which is like true. But a lot of times, like when you're just shoving content, like posting three, four, five times a day, like people tend to get annoyed with it. You know, they like just like seeing the same ad on Facebook every day. You, you start scrolling past it just because you're annoyed. You're not like, you don't hate the content per se. You're just annoyed with seeing a 7,000 things. That's actually why I stopped posting um, in threes. I used to post three images in one day just to keep that cool like grid look on my on my Instagram. But I stopped doing that because I noticed that the first post would have like 60 something likes and then the second and third post would have like 20 or 10 or something like that. So you could tell that's literally proof right there that just like multiple posts in a day or even posting every single day sometimes cannot benefit you. Um, for me, my goal in 2020 is to post one to two times a week. Um, but with that, I want to be active every day and that's completely different. And we can kind of touch on being active in a little bit, but posting frequency is huge because, um, posting quality content and patterns that aren't overly aggressive and annoying can honestly play in the favor of the algorithm. So if you post eight times a week, let's just say, and you get 
20 likes each post. You know, that's not going to be nearly as impactful or Instagram's not going to read that the same as if you post two times a week, but it gets, you know, 300 likes, which is like, you know, 40 or 60 or even like 50% of your following. I believe right now Instagram, the average is I think 20% of the following base are liking pictures for creators under 5,000 followers or something like that. They have like really good metrics on that on their website just to give you like a base to understand like if you're posting quality content. Um, but it's really huge in my opinion to post less and post more meaningful. Um, and so my posting frequency in 2020, like I said, is going to be one to two times a year. But I am going to be active every day. So what does being active actually mean? So being active is crucial for Instagram and it's more than following and unfollowing five bazillion people just so you can try to get followers. Um, Instagram is actually now treating that as spamming guys. So if you're following 30 people a day, then tomorrow unfollowing all of them, like they're going to treat that as spamming. Um, and they're going to, they're going to analyze that you're doing that. The algorithm is getting insane and so are the metrics within Instagram itself. But ultimately they want you to be on their app for as long as possible so that you can see more ads and and just be on there more. Um, so for me, I'm trying to hit 15 minutes of consecutive activity each day. So for me, it could be anything. You know, I could be commenting on people's social, uh, on their stories. I could be, you know, responding to comments. I can be doing stuff like that. But being 15 minutes active for 15 minutes before you post, before you post, guys, is crucial because... I honestly think that um, Instagram's algorithm pays for the favor in that. So if you're being active before you post and then like, you know, then you post and then you continue to be active for like another 15 or even 30 minutes, like your post is going to get, it's going to get on more people's feeds, hundred percent for sure. Um, a lot of this does come down to just luck sometimes. And also like, you know, if you're posting at a time when a thousand other people are posting, it's going to be tough. But also a lot of people are on their phones at, you know, right around when they get off work a lot of times, like five, six o'clock or even middle of the day at like 12 or one when they're on lunch and stuff like that. So you can kind of plan around that. Um, there's a really good app called when to post. They have a free version, but you can also pay for it. I think it'll give you a little bit more analytics and also like help you with your hashtags too, which we're going to touch on a little bit. But honestly, yeah, guys, just being active. Good things, things that I'm doing to be active are obviously commenting on post. Um, I'm trying to be real though with my comments. Um, not just posting fire, 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 and like six fireball emojis. Like, be honest. Like, you know, if you, if you follow a bunch of wedding photographers, wow, this this photo is beautiful. The colors are amazing. Like, where did you take this photo? Like, something like that. Or if they didn't tag the location, like, rich comments. Like, and rich comments are stuff that are longer, uh, more interactive. Like, if they get a reply to it, it's automatically flagged as like a rich comment. Um, obviously, liking pictures helps a lot. Um, liking other comments as well. Um, anything like that is is really good engagement. Engagement, engaging in stories is pretty good too because um, you're showing Instagram that you're not just scrolling the feed, like you're also actually just engaging in stories, posting your own stories, um, and then posting stories as well. They get comments and engagement. So put the little polls in there, put the quiz thing in there. You know, get people to reply to your stories, like ask them questions or you know even post. I don't I don't want to say post controversial stuff, but post stuff that like is opinionated, you know, LeBron versus Michael Jordan, like, you know what I mean? Or like, who's going to the World Cup this year? That's so random. <laughs> but like, any random stuff that can get people responding, like, wow, that's very cool. Like, ask like about editing style, like, or ask like, hey, do you have any questions for me? Or, hey, I'm bored, fill my time, tell me a dad joke, like anything that can get people to respond to your stories and stuff like that. So um, next, this actually leads me into the topics of stories. So 
Instagram stories, as you can see, we have stories on like every single social media platform now. You know, you got Facebook, you got, I think, freaking, um, obviously, Instagram, Snapchat has stories. Pretty much everything has stories. Um, stories have become like the most powerful thing on Instagram in 2019, and it's carrying over to 2020. A recent photographer I love, Bree and Steven, and I'm in a group of theirs. I'll actually link them down below. They did an experiment where they actually stopped doing actual posts on Instagram and only did stories. And then they analyzed the engagement on their account and they found that they actually had more profile visits and more bio click links when they did just stories and didn't post. Now, they're obviously not going to not post because you have to like, you know, it's good to keep your grid filling it up and adding fresh content. But they spent time on creating better content for stories. And from there, they were able to actually get higher engagement rates, especially when they posted like quality good stuff on their story. So it was really, really cool to see this. Their, um, their uh, what's called their little Facebook Live they did about this because I was listening to it. And I was like, wow, you know, I have found myself subconsciously posting a lot of stories as well to, to uh, you know, get more engagement that way, but also it's just easier. And I'm trying to keep the stories um, true to like my brand. So, you know, I want to show who I am, but I also want to keep it centric to my brand. So you could do anything on stories. I mean, you can ask like, hey, which editing style do you prefer? And like show two of your images, maybe that you're back and forth on or like show a 30 second edit and then be like, wow, this is such a like a dope edit. Like who's excited for the full film? You know, just do like the little slider, like love thing. Anything that creates engagement that's like central to your brand, you know, you can comment on other vendors, you can repost other people's stories onto your story or something like that, especially if they tag you. But focusing on good stories is really, really cool. But just do that. And I promise you with good posts, good stories, it'll definitely help you out in 2020. I want to take a quick little break, guys. I actually, I don't know if you can tell, but the audio of this podcast definitely probably sounds a little bit better than my past ones, or at least I'm not going to have to edit the audio as much. I'm not under the blanket anymore, guys. I am, the room has, my office and studio has been fully acoustically, um, you know, treated. And I actually posted a recent YouTube video on it. So you can see that most recent YouTube video in the link in the show notes. And I go over kind of explaining everything that I did. And I did it all for under 150 bucks. So if you have an office or studio and you're kind of like realizing that on your client calls, or even if you do a podcast, like you're kind of getting a lot of reverb, I would say invest in some acoustic panels and stuff like that. I have a, like a kit link in that YouTube video description too. So definitely good video if you want to check it out. Anyway, guys, moving on back to Instagram. So content, and I know everybody always says Gary Vee, everybody content is king, content is king. Honestly, though, it is true. Focusing on producing and posting content that is central to your clientele but it's also really good quality is is the way to go. You know, if you shoot weddings, obviously you're going to post wedding pictures. You're going to post, you know, maybe um, behind the scenes of you at a wedding, but don't be afraid to post other stuff besides just weddings. You know, like if, you know, if you're at a wedding and you're working with a really awesome, you know, vendor, like a, let's say a coordinator, take a selfie with the coordinator, edit that to your style, and then post that on your account. You know, if you are a wedding photographer and you see some florals that are amazing, you know, repost a picture, ask the count somebody if you can repost like, and this goes beyond just normal posts too. like do this stuff on your stories. Like you can comment on why you think, you know, the, the couple should purchase these chairs for their wedding days or like why you love doing barn venues, like anything that's like centralized around your industry, but isn't just like 
hey, this is my wedding photography, like, like it, like reach out if you want a book, you know what I mean? So like post stuff that's in your business, but isn't just what you do, you know what I mean? So you could help a lot of people out too if you post a lot about, you know, vendors in your area or stuff like that. So it's really good to post around like what you're doing. Um, I would say though, what, I tr what I'm trying to do, and I stole this idea from um, John Bunn, he said in a recent episode of his podcast that especially for him, um, because his business name is not named after himself, he is trying to always enforce like who he is within the business. So he tries to make it to where, and I've adapted this too, where it doesn't take more than one thumb scroll on Instagram to see a photo of himself. And that's exactly what I've been doing too. And I actually have been doing it. I just kind of forgot that I was and didn't notice it. So basically every one thumb scroll, I'm trying to include a picture of myself. I think it works out to be one in every 24 posts, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and what it does is it's like, if somebody's landing on your Instagram and that's the first time they're seeing and hearing about you, you don't want them to have to be, you know, scrolling around for 50 minutes to see who the heck you are, especially if your brand isn't your name. Um, but it's about just spending more time to to post about yourself and tell people who you are, what like what you do, why you do it, and just other random facts too. Like I talk about my love for tacos on my Instagram because I freaking love tacos. And every now and then I'll get inquiries where people will reference, oh my gosh, like we love tacos too. And it's like, I'm so happy we can connect on that level. But obviously we all have like the selfie feature on our cameras, um, but sometimes it's better to just bring out your own camera, your actual professional camera, take a selfie, put it on a tripod at like a park and, you know, try to pose yourself to where it looks like, like natural and like, you know, kind of candid. Or even if like, you know, you're at a wedding and you have, you shoot with two cameras, like ask somebody to take a quick picture of you, of you taking a photo of the bride and groom or something, you know, anything that you can post about yourself, to like keep the brand like centralized to you and, um, you know, keep showing people like who you are and like what you love to do and stuff like that. So I want to touch on a few other little things as far as like what you can do extra to help grow your Instagram. So I think the first thing people see a lot is um, is giveaways. Giveaways are a very strong way to to grow your Instagram and to grow any following on any honestly social media platform. The problem is that sometimes they can be very gimmicky. Um, I know when I first did my when I first launched my Instagram along with my business, I did like I believe it was a hundred dollar Amazon gift card giveaway so it was two fifty dollar gift cards and you had to comment like two of your friends in everybody had to follow and it definitely helped me get like my first two three hundred followers now the problem with that is like i've said with activity and engagement and posting quality content is some of those followers they don't really care about your brand or you so you know when you post later down the line if they're never gonna like your pictures or comment on your stuff they're not engaging with you. And then it looks like to me, in my opinion, like I don't value people's accounts when they have 50,000 followers, but get 500 likes because it's suspicious. It's definitely way under the percentage that Instagram is saying is liking, you know, people are liking your photos for based off your follower count. So it definitely looks gimmicky to people. I know that, you know, people travel in herds. So, you know, if you search like a how to tie a bow tie on YouTube and you see one video that has 5 million views and another one has a thousand, um, and let's just pretend they're both five minutes long. A majority of people are going to click the one that has 5 million. It's just people travel in packs. So I could see why having a large follower count will help you get more followers. But I would rather, and I think a lot of people say this, but I feel like they don't mean it, but I actually do mean it. I would love to have an account that 
I'd rather have a thousand person account where I'm getting 70 plus percent engagement on every image rather than having a 50,000 person account where I'm getting like 2% of engagement on every image because it's not going to really do anything for you in the long run. Now, I think giveaways can be really positive when you do them in a manner that can like help you out. So I'm actually about to do another a giveaway here soon. It's my, it'll be my second one for my second year of business. And um, it is basically going to, in the description, I'm going to say something along the lines like tag like two recently engaged like uh, bride-to-bees or something like that. So it's like, hey, tag your friends or people that you know that just got engaged. So it's like helping me out. And it's like maybe they'll see my see my work and also maybe inquire. Who knows? That would be really, really cool. Um, another good way is collaborating. Like collaborating is collaboration. Um, you can collaborate with other vendors in your area. You know, like do like BTS shoots for other vendors and they'll post those images on their Instagram. Like let's say you do like you say to a vendor like or a coordinator like, hey, let me come out to your next wedding and literally just take pictures of you like setting things up. You know what I mean? And you can use it for personal branding images and your Instagram and they tag you in it obviously and you'll get following from their accounts, you know, because they'll see that you guys are working together. And that's a really good way, honestly. I want to do more of that in 2020. That's why I have it here on this list. Um, another good example. So the third example, and I said we'd get into it later, is ads. Ads have become um, very powerful for me in my business, especially my Facebook ads. It's where I get a lot of like my inquiries from besides word of mouth. Um, I noticed that I used to do the knot and the knot was good. I liked it for a while and I still funnel reviews there because I'll probably get on it again just for the fact of, you know, being able to say like, hey, I'm on the knot. But honestly, Facebook ads have been huge and now Instagram ads are kind of doing well for me. So I actually run ads to this podcast just to get it out more and maybe people will listen more and find it, you know, beneficial to them. And it's actually helped me grow my following a little bit and, you know, it's, a way to kind of let people know who like who your like your account without them being able to have it through organic reach. So it's like they may want to follow you, they just don't they don't know your account. So like the ads are a good way to do that. Um, things you want to avoid though, like I said earlier, stop Instagram botting. Um, stop following a thousand accounts and stop unfollowing them the next day. You know what I mean? Obviously, being creepy and over you know, boringly content. And then honestly, just being annoying and posting like every five minutes. Like, I, I don't know about you guys, but personally, if somebody posts at two o'clock and they post again at 2.30, I'm scrolling right past it. Like, I don't even care if it's like a picture of like you and Drake, which is like my favorite artist, but like, I'm not liking it because it's just like, I, it's just too much. Um, another thing too is like the analytics have spoken, guys. People... Instagram is not favoring you anymore if you are posting with like a bazillion hashtags. It's kind of, I, I think it was Jenna Marbles. I can't remember exactly, but somebody posted an article showing Instagram posts that they did and they have millions of followers and they posted a bunch with just 10, and 10 hashtags, a bunch with five hashtags, a bunch with 15, a bunch with 20, 25, 30 in increments. And the most performed ones with the same content across different social media platforms was like 10 to 15 hashtags. So they're not using all 30 and they're making like half centric to the brand and then half that are kind of more broad. Obviously with photography, if you're going to put hashtag photography, the chance of you staying at the top of that hashtag for a longer time is very low because hundreds of people are posting with that a minute. So it's like you want to have half that are kind of broad, not too, too broad, and then half that are centric to you. So for example, 
you know, I could put hashtag wedding photographer. That covers the whole entire world. But if I put hashtag St. Petersburg photographer, that's pretty niche. That's one city or also Russia, I guess, um, that I am talking about. So it'll help me stay up a little bit higher. And I also am trying to make different hashtag sets that I alternate between. So I have four wedding photography hashtag sets and four wedding videography hashtag sets that I kind of alternate between. So maybe I'll do wedding set two twice in a row and then three and then four than one or maybe four twice, just whatever it's depending on. Like I have a set for just beach weddings. I have a set for barn weddings. You know, I have a set for, you know, weddings that had beautiful florals. I had like, just be like, um, make a bunch of lists and kind of just use them like a sporadically differently. That way you're not using the same ones every single time, which Instagram's kind of catching on to again as spamming and like just like annoying. Um, the next thing is take advantage of that highlight section. The highlights are really cool. Um, I My highlights were really bad in 2019 and I, del- I literally deleted them all. And I remade some highlight covers that are a little bit more um, colorful and like have text in them and they're all the same. I kind of look at them now and honestly, I don't really like them that much. I think I'm going to redo them with symbols rather than text just because it's easier to see. But honestly, guys, like doing BTS highlights, doing um, behind the scenes of editing highlights or doing like if you go get dinner with every one of your couples, take a selfie with them at dinner and post that as a highlight. Like like, you know, selfies with my couples or something like that, something crazy. Um, but having highlights is cool because it's like, it's stories that people can see all the time. And with the, if you use the stickers function where you're posting like, you know, vote on something, vote on this poll, you're getting constant engagement in these highlights, guys. And I again, I'm telling you the, sto- the power of the stories and highlights, it really is surpassing those posts. I mean, we are, we've already seen that Instagram is taking away the amount um, or a lot for a lot of people like, who's liking the post, you know what I mean? They're not even showing you the number anymore because again, the travel and pack thing, you know, they think people are posting great images that are getting 10 likes and because they only have 10 likes, less people are liking them, you know, as opposed to if somebody has 5 million likes, people are only liking that image because 5 million other people like that image. But, and the last thing I want to touch on here, guys, is alternate app funneling. So using your other social media platforms to funnel traffic to your Instagram. So, you know, on Facebook, if you're doing a post on your business page on Facebook, just throw the link to your Instagram at the bottom. You know, if someone looks at a post and like, oh, this is cool, and then they just click your Instagram link, bam, that's another view to your Instagram profile. I mean, this could be done with YouTube. This can be done on Snapchat, anything like that. I have a link tree in my um, Instagram bio that can kind of send them to other places as well. And it's just a really good way to keep people learning about you, seeing your socials, and honestly, maybe just a nice organic way to grow that, grow that Instagram following. But my light stand just dropped. Anyway, guys, with that, that ends this episode of the podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in this week. Um, Down below in the show notes, you can find a bunch of helpful things. I have a link to Tave getting 60 days free. I have a link to the Q-Stick YouTube video. Um, Also link to my Instagram, plug, plug, plug. (laughs) But I will check in with you guys next week on next week's podcast. Peace.